It's MMA Overdose with the Baby Gorilla. Slap it across the canvas, Mark. I'm telling you, this guy's insane. Mike the Body. I'm a goddamn doctor. And Hurricane Oz. The David Beckham of MMA calling it right now. Live from Salt Lake City, Utah. Lake City, Utah. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is MMA Overdose. It is I, the Baby Gorilla. Here with me today is Mike the Body. Unfortunately, Mark is not here. This is the craziest thing, Mike. Every time you're gone, Mark's here. Every time Mark's gone, you're here. Dude, you guys are the same people. I'm beginning to think we are. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of fallout from UFC 104, Jose. A lot of controversy surrounding this thing. The fights were Saturday night. And two big controversial bouts that night. The first one being that of Cain Velasquez and Ben Rothwell. Uh, TKO stoppage at 58 seconds in a round two. Now, if you watch the fight, you see big Ben Rothwell standing up and the ref stops it well you know what here's my here's my thing about uh big ben he was already getting his ass kicked so regardless if the ref stopped it or not i mean he was still gonna lose (laughs) well anything can happen with him (laughs) that was a nice cough by the way (laughs) anything can happen in mma he was getting his trash just kicked and kane dominating every aspect of it but kane has a hard time putting guys away and i think that's a poor a horrible Referee stoppage. If you're watching the fight, Cain Velasquez dominating, ground and pound. Big Ben's trying to get up, get up against the cage. Eats three, three, four big punches, something like that, and then stands up, up to their feet, and the ref steps in and stops the fight. Well, you got to keep in mind who the ref was, Steve Mahihahi. Well, that's my little pet name, Mahihahi. Well, he's gone downhill. He was never really that great. He's gone a lot more downhill since he lost the stash. Yeah, I think he needs to uh, get back that stash. That stash, for some odd reason, has great refereeing powers, and uh, and what he what he did with Big Ben, I mean, it's a shame. But then again, you know, it's like he was going to lose. I don't see Big Ben coming back from that. that That's to only be his first fight in the UFC. He'll be back. They signed him to like three fights, I think. No, I mean like like you know, if like let's say the ref didn't stop it. <laughs> I better stop saying like. I keep saying like all the time. But the ref didn't stop. I mean, if the if the ref wouldn't have stopped that, he he would have still lost. You know what I'm saying? Not necessarily. Like they say, anything can happen in MMA. He was getting dominated, but anything can happen. Okay, this isn't Disney. You've seen bro. Chris Lieben, the, your boy. Chris, he's not even Mexican, and you like him. I don't get that. First of all, <laughs> he has dreads. Chris <laughs> Lieben and Terry Martin, the fight that you always refer to, because it's the only fight you can remember, because you usually fell asleep. <laughs> what? No, I remember all these fights. <laughs> Yeah, I remember the important fights of my life. Chris Lieben getting dominated the entire fight. Right. On the verge of getting knocked out and knocks out Terry Martin. Well, this is different, though. Big Ben was really slow. I mean, he's a, he's a sloth, bud. He's a sloth. I'm sorry. I put it out there. How could he hmm. have come back after that? How did Chris Lieben come back? Uh, he's a god. Duh. Everybody freaking knows that. Oh, boy. He's awesome. He's from Hawaii. <laughs> Or is he? I don't it's know. from Seattle or Oregon or something. Some one of those hippie places. I'm going to say Hawaii, Seattle, Hawaii, which is uh, a new city that I just made up for Hawaii. That's good. It sounds, <laughs> it sounds pretty. I've heard it's beautiful this time of year as well. Oh, it's so lovely over there. It's really, really great. And obviously, the biggest uh, controversy surrounding UFC 104 is the title fight between Leota Machida and Shogun, who uh, uh, all three. 
Judges scored the bout 48-47 to in favor of Machida. A lot of fallout from this fight, Jose, because Shogun appeared to have won the fight. Well, here's my opinion on this. Uh, Machida won the fight, okay? He won the fight, no questions asked. He won, I would say, maybe he didn't win unanimous, but he did win three out of the five. Well, Machida ended up edging Hua for a unanimous decision. Mm-hmm. You know, we just said that for the title. However, Machida won three rounds to two. All three judges' cards was an unpopular one. Outraged most of the fans at the Staples Center. Did you notice that? Once they once they introduced him, everybody <laughs> booed Machida, and everybody was all on his nuts right before when he was introed coming into the fight. Everybody's on his nuts and booing Shogun, and then after that, they kind of changed Well, you know the home. real reason why they started booing Machida, right? It's because no. of that song that he played, the entrance. His dad's song? That's, no, that's what they when, were. That's when they were cheering him. No, that's when they were booing him. They're like, oh my God, what the hell is he playing? No, Machida, boo! Boo! Well, what's your dad saying? <laughs> that was an awesome song. I don't that know was terrible. You. Yeah, what, it was his parent, his dad, and his brother, or something like that. I think it was just his dad. It was just ridiculous. Wow. Well, I'm going to have my mom do the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much immediately after a rematch between UFC light heavyweight champion Machida and Shogun White, Dana White, that is said, it just makes sense. Both competitors agreed to another meeting. So we don't know when this will happen. It may be immediate, though. It it will be their next fight from what I heard. From what the rumors are circulating, it's going to be the next fight they they both have. So it's going to happen. And then you'll be able to see your little boy Shogun uh, win his fight because I, I do believe he does have a chance of beating Machida. But well, uh, he's already done it once; he could do it again. No, he hasn't. <laughs> Machida's undefeated, bud. Mm-hmm. Guess what? But win or lose, uh, the judges say he won. Okay, and the judges did, and I, and I know this. I had Machida. My pick was Machida, Jose. This does me no good to to argue this case. Well, of course you won't argue with me because you know I'm right. Machida has it the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> don't even don't even start with me. Oh, Machida didn't win. It was Shogun. Oh yeah. You know what? Go on with the rest of those hippies. Joe Stevenson defeated Spencer Fisher. A lot of bad blood in this one. Uh, beat him at 403 mark in round one via elbows. God, the oh, freaking a Joe Stevenson and those elbows. Uh, all I gotta say is Fisher should. <laughs> all I gotta say, Fisher should have brought an umbrella, bud. It was raining elbows like a mofo. It was. It was. And fight of the night bonus went to uh, this fight. Anthony Johnson. He defeated Yoshiyuki Yoshida. Yep, Yoshiyuki Yoshida, as I like to call him. Yes, he. Uh, it, it ended up <laughs> Anthony Johnson. He could have got a sixty grand bonus for that fight. He could Unfortunately, have. he was six pounds overweight and got nothing. Oh, did them give him anything? What? Nothing. That's what I don't like about those whole things. It was just six pounds. Six pounds. Six pounds. That's big. And it, it, it looked like he was 60 pounds heavier than <laughs> Yoshida. Yoshida looked tiny. Well, Yoshida still got a bigger purse, so he should but be happy. Rumble Johnson, a huge dude. And he, he said... He's not going to move up to middleweight. Apparently, he was injured. That's why he was six pounds overweight. Let me tell you this, Mike. Mark my words. Rumble Johnson will be in the UFC. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) All right. I'll I'll take you up on that bet. (laughs) I'm willing to bet you a house right now (laughs) that he will be in the UFC. Wow. 
16,000 attendees and a $1.9 million gate for UFC 104. It actually drew 14,765. And it also drew David Spade right out of his house because he was uh, pretty much locked in there for quite a long time. Why? Well, I don't know. It's just, it was just a joke, but. <laughs> David Spade's always out of his house. You always see him on these shows. I know. I'm just, you know, wanted to do a cool little joke. Wow. And edit, and we're back. Okay. <laughs> um, Dana White, I don't know if you see this. Dana White brought his video blog back before UFC 104. Right. He went around to these different states, uh, Nevada, just surrounding states of California, California, Twittered, gave away uh, 3,300 tickets for this event. Really? Just he would show up on Twitter. He'd say, "Hey, I'm uh, here. Come down and uh, get some tickets." People were showing up. Yeah, can I get twelve tickets? Yeah, you got it. As many tickets as they needed, he'd give it to them. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe they're crappy seats. He was giving away lower bowl, like fifth, sixth row floor seats. What? Yeah. God, we got to move to Vegas. Wait, was it in Vegas? It was in California. Yeah, we should move to California. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, most of the fights are in Vegas, though. Well, I don't think he's going to be giving away free tickets in Vegas. Well, if you want to go to UFC 105, you can't because it's already sold out. What? Yes, and Dana White has said, Jose. What did he say? Mexico likely to be the host of a UFC event in April. Oh, hi! It's about freaking time because I want to go to Mexico. And I want to have a reason to go to Mexico. No, you're scared to death to go to Mexico. Well, yeah, swine flu and drug cartels. But other than that, Cave Alasquez <laughs> may be headlining over there from what I heard. He might be. I would love to see Cave. If he's... Uh, I actually met Cave. I don't want to brag. He, look, he looks like a... If you look at the pictures, do you have those up on the on the, on the the site? I have it up on the MySpace site. There, Cain Velasquez looks fake. Well, his personality is, but he's real. <laughs> Real fake. Ayo! Somebody, somebody slapped that across the canvas. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that. Thank you. You're you're welcome. Uh, you're welcome. Big news coming up. Uh, we'll get to it after after an interview you did with Derek, the gentleman Downey. Great guy. We'll I get- think it was one of my best interviews. It's it's been your only interview. <laughs> True, you you check out for all the other ones we do. <laughs> you said to me, you said to me, Jose, I need you to interview the gentleman, and I said, Mike, uh, it's my pleasure. I find him to be uh, find him to be a gentleman, and and you you took the gentleman role. You took this very serious. You're you're wearing a a, a tie. Mm-hmm. A mustache. A mustache. Very classy. Believe it or not, mm-hmm. um, I read it somewhere that that people feel more comfortable. With the uh, with the person with the mustache, rather than a person without a mustache. Why is that? Um, it shows class. Call me old and fashioned dignity. and dignity. You know, it's not the best mustache in the world, but it'll, it'll do. No, I think it's great, and we got to get a picture of it uh, up on the website. Um, Actually, believe it or not, I took a picture with uh, Derek the Gentleman Downey, and you will see me with him and my mustache. I call him Pedro. Your mustache, Pedro. Mm-hmm. Say hi, Pedro. Orale, que pasa? <laughs> uh, he went from having a, a, a deep voice to <laughs> it, it went in stages of deepness and then it got a <laughs> It's one of those Telemundo mustaches, you know? It's the ones that they have the very high pitched voice. They always do on Telemundo. They do. It's, you watch it for a minute, it's usually a midget. 
Yeah. Or a very small guy. Or a guy dressed like a girl or something. Yeah, and he... (laughs) It's very (laughs) awkward. I don't understand your humor. I don't know. I laugh all the time. It's like, ha! But you should see... But the fights over there, it's like... (laughs) Whenever they broadcast the fights on Telemundo, the MMA fights, it's awesome. You know, the the Spanish... Yeah, they do. It's like the Spanish announcer is like, Okay, ya la va a dar una pegada en la right. Y una pegada en la izquierda. He goes! Knock out! Knock out! <laughs> is he like? Is he the equivalent of Joe Rogue or uh, Goldberg? I mean, are you kidding? Better. <laughs> it's like, see, si, eso es correcto, Rogan. Ah, see, si, Maria. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I'm just sorry. I'm just wow. bringing a little bit of my heritage. They don't. But how do you? Are, are you watching the Spanish version? I don't understand because they don't broadcast it on Telemundo. They don't. Uh, I'm talking about the Gladiator uh, promotion. That they that they put on Telemundo that's that has a deal I believe with Fox now so yeah actually uh, huge huge news uh, big uh, I mean groundbreaking almost UFC's been trying to get you know a network deal they can't they can't reach terms and uh, all of a sudden Strike Force lands with CBS obviously the you know Fedor right. having a big thing to do with that and of course they would have landed with Telemundo. But unfortunately, um, Telemundo didn't want to cut promote with M1. Right. And now, nothing. That joke will never right. die. It will never yeah. die. But at least you said it right this time. <laughs> Last time you choked on it for like. <laughs> I, 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 they I, wouldn't co communicate. <laughs> that's what they. That's what people like to hear. Exactly. But Bellator strikes a landmark broadcasting deal with Fox Sports. Net NBC and Telemundo. Telemundo, las estrellas para pelear. So that's kind of that's interesting to me. Fox and NBC are both going to be broadcasting it because they're rival competitors. That leaves ABC for the UFC to do a deal with or ESPN. Um, I would have to go with ABC just because I don't have ESPN. You know, and so if they want to actually bring a bigger fan base, they should just go with ABC. I just throw my two cents in there. <laughs> you know how I roll, son. <laughs> with two pistols in the air. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I don't know if you've been following this at all. Dana White, Dan Henderson, all of a sudden are at their wits end with each other. Yes, I did hear, and Mark and I were discussing about this. Uh, Dan Henderson's not going to go with any other promotion. He even stated that that he's going to be sticking with the UFC, but they're just working out some sort of a contract deal. Um, uh, I don't know why they're fighting or what's going on. Well, they're at a, Dana White said they're at a stalemate right now. The money that Henderson is asking for would make him by far, by far, the highest paid guy in the UFC. So he's just asking for ridiculous money. So he's asking for four thousand. <laughs> That's a joke. Just because a lot of fighters uh, are complaining because they're not getting a lot of money. Okay, let's let's do that one again. Ready? So they're at a stalemate right now. Dana White said the money that Dan Henderson is asking for would make him by far the highest paid guy in the UFC. What's he asking for? Four thousand. <laughs> Seriously, how much? <laughs> 
White initially told <laughs> Sports less than a week ago that his negotiations with Henderson had failed and that Hollywood was close to signing with Strike Force. Henderson then refused those claims with several media outlets insisting that contact with Strike Force has simply been introductory in nature. However, you know, White at the latest press conference said, you know what's effing hilarious? I went to dinner last night and Henderson's lawyer and Strike Force CEO, Scott Coker, are sitting at dinner together last night. I said, what are the effing odds out of every restaurant in L.A. that I go to the one that these guys are at? So apparently, dangerous Dan Henderson, Hollywood Henderson, right. his manager is out at, out at dinner with the Strike Force CEO, Scott Coker. Oh boy! Oh boy! Uh, Dana cannot afford to lose Dan. Uh, he's, well, he said the negotiations are done. He made an offer to Henderson, and he said he guaranteed, guaranteed. There's no way Strikeforce could match that offer or come cl- anywhere near it. Well, in other words, Dan Henderson is here to stay, and he's here to make a change. Which makes me wonder if, if this thing with uh, Anderson Silva. Has anything to do with this? Um, I think so. I mean, he wants to fight the best. Anderson Silva is the best in his class. It's like, I don't see why not. I don't, I don't know if it has anything to do with it. Because it he does. was supposed to get that title shot. That's uh, That doesn't look like it's going to happen. Although the Spiders, you know, a lot of stuff's weird going on with Anderson Silva lately. Yeah, for instance, he's he wants to change his name from the Spider to El Tarantula. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that, actually. Or El Spidero. El, El Spiderino. La Cucaracha. La Cucaracha. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to be headlining the uh, Telemundo one. <laughs> so what's going on with uh, with? with well, the, the title fight uh, supposedly between Anderson Silva and Vitor Belfort. Vitor Belfort agreed to the deal. And now, all of a sudden, this fight's up in the air. What? Yeah, they put a they put a hold on it, and that's pretty much all the news on that. Uh, they're waiting. They're waiting to hear back from Anderson Silva. They're acting like he controls his own destiny in the UFC. Okay. Yeah, I hear. Well, as as I mentioned earlier to you before, <laughs> off the record, Mike, off the record, uh, we were <laughs> stop being a dick, Mike. <laughs> stop being a dick. All right. When Jose gets distracted, he doesn't hear anything you say, <laughs> and that's when he usually goes, "All oh, right, sweet, sweet, cool, cool." <laughs> Any of those words, or okay, um, he just he just checked out the past five minutes. Well, it's like unlike Mike, at least I don't eat my mic. No, you eat the dick. <laughs> Dick, you eat the mic. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, it's like I did an interview with uh, with Derek the gentleman Alney a little bit earlier, uh, and uh, let me tell you something. This guy, Derek the gentleman, ja- gentleman <laughs> Downey, Downey, he'll be fighting Craig Kaufman out of Chicago um, this Friday night. If you're in the Salt Lake City area, anywhere around Utah, he'll be fighting up at the Davis County Convention Center at seven thirty. Tickets still available. Yeah, it's still available. And get a chance to meet uh, the man himself. Rich Ace Franklin's going to be there, from what I heard. Rich Ace Franklin. So, if you're in the area, don't bring any spiders around him. Uh Uh-uh. He's afraid of spiders. (laughs) I got the joke. (laughs) (laughs) I could have worded it better, but that's all I could do on short notice. (laughs) That was cute. So, go on out, 730. uh, Check out Derek, the gentleman Downey, and now here, Jose... Catching up with him uh, just uh, just a few hours ago. All right, what's going on here? This is Jose, the baby gorilla. I'm joined 
with Derek the Gentleman Downey. He's going to be fighting this week. Uh, Horns Elite. You're going to be going up against. Uh, wh- who, who are you fighting again? I'm now fighting Craig Kaufman from Chicago. Craig Kaufman. Is he a pretty good guy? I I heard he's a tough kid. You know, most guys out of the Midwest that have a decent record are pretty tough, so I'm excited for it. It should be fun. All right. Wow, that's actually going to be a pretty fun fight. And, of course, you're going to just kick his ass because you're awesome and your striking abilities is just phenomenal. I mean, you throw punches like like Ike Turner on Tina. I don't know, man. It's like, what, what, what are we going to be expecting this Friday? Um, you know, when I, when I went out to uh, Iowa to train with a few guys out there, Robbie Lawler put it pretty simple. He said the game plan is you hit the person until they stop moving. <laughs> so I figured that's the best thing to do is whether I take him down or we stand on the feet, you know, right. I, I want people to respect. I might not have the cleanest, crispest hands, but I want them to, to be heavy. Oh, man. And, of course, you are going to give them heavy hands uh, like Brock Lesnar did to Frank Mir. I'm excited to actually watch that. Uh, now, let's actually talk about your stint at UFC. Uh, you you were in UFC Fight Night 17. You uh, you fought Nicotone. He got you in, in some sort of a lock, right? Yeah. Uh, round two. I bet you just want to kick the shit out of Nick. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, I would love to fight Nick again just because he beat me. And anyone who's ever <laughs> beat me, I want to fight again. Except Josh. Josh is my buddy. Oh, Josh. Oh, Berkman? Berkman's my boy. Uh, well, that's nice. That's nice. Uh, of course, he's going to be also fighting in Throwdown this November, too. Yeah, we'll, we'll both be fighting on that Throwdown card. He's the, the main event. I'm the co-main event. And it's gonna be that's going to be a great card, too, though. Oh, uh, yeah. It's like what? Uh, Steven Sharp versus Brad Martinez, the return. Steve Seiler versus Enoch Wilson, the sport fight champ. That's a ridiculous fight. That is. That is. I'm excited for that one, too. I'm probably going to bring a date. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. I'll probably find her on Craigslist. Just be there. Craigslist will bring her down. I'm sure she'll have a good time. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what's going to happen. She's going to be like, I don't even understand what's going on. This is ridiculous. She'll probably be Spanish. She will probably be like, what the hell is going on? Que but. bueno. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Well, let's talk about more about that. Uh, we were talking about this earlier. How It's like, how early did you get this fight with Nicotone? Like, well, like, was it 10 days in advance? Yeah, I got a 10-day notice, signed the fight nine days in advance. Spent the next day getting blood tests and MRI and CAT scan and all that fun stuff, and then flew out two days later and, you know, tried to make weight. I'm not a very big middleweight, so it was pretty easy to make weight, but, right. but uh, yeah, it was kind of a whirlwind. It was a good experience, but you know, if I had to do it over again, something I, I would change a lot of things. Yeah, you had some sort of an injury during that time, didn't you? Yeah, I went into the fight, actually, with a partially torn labrum. Ooh. Um, I was debating on getting surgery. I had actually dislocated my shoulder... Uh, three weeks before I got the call, right. I was rehabbing it, and I thought it'd be strong enough to go ahead and do it. And uh, I went in, went into the fight, felt decent going in. I knew I was a little bit tweaked. It's the first time in my life I actually thought, well, since I took the fight on short notice, I'm going to do my best. Right. I'll do my best, and I, that's not me. You know, normally I go in a little bit, you know, not openly arrogant, but in my own mind, I know what's going to happen. I know how I'm going to win. I know I'm going to do certain things. And this one, I didn't have that. I went into the fight being like, well, just put on a good show. Right. Do my best, and they'll have me back because I took a fight on short notice. And God, and, and instead, it, it's not how it went. And, you know, you can't have that attitude in a fight. No, you know, it's not you a football can't. game. So, I thought they usually give out the whole like three strikes in your round rule in the UFC. I, when I heard about that, I was like, wow, wait a minute, whoa! They just gave this guy just one chance, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a huge deal. When I talked to him, um, Joe Silva actually talked to my manager and said, you know, go work on these things. Uh, you know, we'll have him back. He's on our list. 
Right. And even if we keep him, they're like, he's not fighting till November. But, you know, because there's a lot of people. I mean, if you notice around that same time, there were a lot of cuts, a lot of guys getting released from their contract. Right. I think there was like a total of, uh, including yourself, there was like a total of three cuts on that one. Uh, oh, just on that one card. Yeah. You know, and they had 50 other guys they let go in that week. Oh, so, shit. bad time to have a bad performance, you know. But you live and you learn, you get over it, you move forward. What can you do? Yeah. It is what it is now. Yeah, plus you're an awesome fighter. So you're, I, we're eventually going to see you in the UFC, no doubt about that. And then you get to be facing against Amir and be like, hey, Amir, you know what? I can't believe you freaking dropped out. This is for uh, giving me that stupid chance. I would kill to fight Amir. <laughs> I would love to fight. The fights I really would like you know, right away at 170 would be I'd love to fight Amir. Just right. because I like the matchup. All right, right. And then, uh, <laughs> and then I'd love to fight uh, James Wilkes. Oh, James Wilkes. Because he beat, you know, he beat one of my, probably my best friend in Demarcus. He beat him, so you know, when someone beats your buddy, you want to go hit him in the face a few oh, times. God, I feel bad for Demarcus after watching that. I was like, holy crap! But Demarcus is doing so well, though. And then all of a sudden, he he goes up against James Wilkes, and he's just like, just being thrown around like a rag doll and everything. Yeah, Demarcus. Uh, when you hit Demarcus, right. he hits his crazy button and gets angry and tries to hurt you right away. And he's working on controlling that. And, and when he stays finesse and stays on the outside, he's—I think he's as, as good as anybody out there, especially on his feet. He's—he's <laughs> he's one tough kid to stand and trade with. Oh, dear freaking! I give it up to Demarcus. Is he going to be on your corner this coming up uh, Horns event? Yeah, he'll probably be my corner at both of them. So. I'm oh man! So this is definitely going to be an exciting fight. I'm excited, of course. Uh, what about your girlfriend? I mean, you're married, right? I'm married. Why? Okay, yep. Yeah. What about your wife? Is she? Is she always like, "Oh, don't get hurt. You better like stay home." Did you take out the trash? No. Yeah. yeah I, and that's the thing that's funny is she's a super sweet support. She's not the biggest MMA fan. She supports me because. It's what I do, but yeah, I mean that—that's what I get every day. It's like uh, you know, you need to take out the trash. Hey, don't forget, we need to fix the faucet. It's gonna freeze soon, so you got to make sure to cover it. Right. How did practice go? You know. <laughs> and then you get an on a plot and say, "What'd you say again? Take out the trash? No way." I was like, "Who's taking out? You take out the trash." <laughs> then she gets you in the arm bar. But. Seriously though, she's an athlete, man. <laughs> Okay, now uh, now you started your career back in 2003 under the Mike Stidham's uh, promotion, Ultimate Combat Experience. Um, how was that? I mean, who got you into the fights? Who said, you know what, gentlemen, you got to listen to me. You got to get in there, start knocking heads. You know, I was actually, I, I served a mission, an LDS mission, came home, mm-hmm. started being a big MMA fan. I was like, oh, I got to do jujitsu like Hoist Gracie. Right. You know, started, started doing jujitsu for a while. And... Uh, uh, we had uh, Crazy Dave was his name. I don't remember his last name. Him and Chris Kiever were preparing for fights, and they're like, hey, you want to be a sparring partner? Right. Which means punching dummy. Okay. And so <laughs> I was like, yeah, I guess I'll give that a shot for you, and kind of held my own. And they were really? like, hey, uh, you ever done this before? And I was like, no, but it's kind of fun. Let's." So I kept sparring and started doing real good, and uh, Joel Marcello used to work out with me at that time, and he's a big Big name in MMA here locally. Used to promote some shows. Just a really big MMA guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, Joel was like, "Dude, you go do it. Go give it a shot." So I did. I went and did it. Fell in love with it. And you know, Mike's show was the, the only real show going on at the time. And right. And it's. I think it's a great place for people to kind of get their feet wet and see is this is this something I want to do? Because no one was doing amateur smoker bouts where you just right. try it out. You know. So you know, I went and tried it and. I loved it. I think it's a if you could bottle that and sell it, you know, it, the, the government would make it illegal. God, God, I hear you on that. I, I, I'm actually thinking about trying at least one MMA fight. Everyone should. It's you know, it's I, I don't. Know, I think it's uh, 
Fight Club, the movie that talks. Everyone needs to be in a fight at least once. Oh right. You know, it's, you got to be in a fight at least once. The great thing about an MMA fight is, it's not self defense. It's not someone calling you a name. It's 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 walking out there. You've you've agreed to it. You've thought about it. You get the nerves. It's that build up. Right. You know, it's it's that whole journey that's exciting. Oh man. I don't know. If I probably got in a fight, I'd probably get my ass kicked. I'd probably have a wedgie at the end of the fight. I'm, I'm not that good at fighting, though. I mean, I played <laughs> UFC Undisputed, and don't get me wrong, I kick ass in that oh, game. Oh, you'd kill me at that game. I will kill you. You, you wouldn't would. even want to be messing with me, gentlemen. <laughs> Efren, I went, we went out and had a training camp in Arizona to help uh, Efren Escudero and, and Ben Henderson get ready for their fights. Right. And, yeah, I, I, I suck at that game. <laughs> I suck something awful at UFC Undisputed. <laughs> Did you ever create your own character? You're like... Putting yourself up against the mirror and everything like that. I didn't because I sucked so bad. It was I'm so competitive to where it was like I played like two or three games and just got destroyed and was like, screw this. <laughs> I'm gonna go watch TV. Now compared to a lot of nicknames like the assassin, the axe murderer, or Gumby, basically, the marquee, the gentleman, doesn't sound too threatening. This is just me, but I have a theory on how you actually receive the nickname, the gentleman. I, I, I'd love to hear it. Let's hear it. All right. So this is what I'm thinking, okay? This, I did a lot of research here, okay, just to actually find out what's going on. I went on Wikipedia, great source of information. Okay, so this is what happened. In the early days of your career, back in 1995, right, you would walk up to the cage wearing nothing but a top hat and a bow tie. Okay, it's pretty close. Keep on, going. On hand, you would always carry like a rose and a box of chocolates that you would give to your opponents before the fight, and would say in a very English accent, "Top of the morning, Gavna, are you ready for a bloody good time?" After your wins, you would uh, open the cage for your opponent and twirl your mustache, you know, like the old uh, old style Snidely, whatever whiplash style. Now, how close was I when it when it came to the name? Everything but the mustache. Oh, really? Yeah, exactly. it was anti-mustache. Everything else was spot on. Was, was it really? Oh, yeah. There you go. Shut up, dude. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Shut the I wasn't up. naked. <laughs> I was close, though. You were close? Oh, close. okay. Wow. No, I don't... You know, the nickname Gentleman, I, I think it came, it came from... Uh, one of my friends was talking to me. Right. You know, hey, you need a nickname because, God bless him, Mike Stidham, um... If you don't have a nickname, he'll give you a nickname. Oh, yeah, And not yeah. like a cool promoter nickname, like, hey, I'm going to build a star out of this kid. Right. You know, but he, he would call you, like, uh, I believe I've been called by him Derek Rogaine Downey <laughs> by, uh, because of my uh, receding hairline. Oh, no, don't say that. And, no, it has nothing to do with that. <laughs> and, and I think he also would call me Derek I Go Downey, which was a big hit with my wife. <laughs> um, so, I was, I, so I thought, you know, he was awesome for that. Right. And so they're like, you got to come up with a name. And I've never been a big trash talker. To me, you know, it's a fight. It's exciting. It's a performance. I just get to, you know, train really hard and do something that not a lot of people get to do and work at it. And then it's the, you know, culmination of all that. So I was never really a big, oh, I'm going to kick this guy and he's nothing. And, and so everyone would, you know, say about my interviews, oh, well, he's such a gentleman. He's such a gentleman. And it just kind of stuck from there. And Really? I figured it was better than Derek I Go Downey. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, they they could have called me Derek the Chair down in. It would have been better, but there I, you go. I kind of like the I go part. That's pretty fun. <laughs> Who knows, right? Oh God, dude. Yeah, Stidham is notorious for giving uh, for giving nicknames to to every fighter. It's like that's what happened with Steven though too. It's like it's like he just uh, it's like it was either A Stidham would give him a nickname or B he would just find his own. But yeah. Oh man, that is funny shit though, man. That is funny. God bless him. 
oh, he's a great kid, sweet kid. Uh, he's the father of I, I consider him to be the father of MMA in Utah, just because he first started it, uh, started the promotion here, mm-hmm. and then you know you had Horns Elite and Throwdown. But you know, in my opinion, that's you know Stedham's being the grandfather of MMA. Now, what are your plans after MMA? I mean, are you going to be following the steps of Rampage, Wurtz, and Kung Lee starting a straight-to-DVD flick, or are you going to be like Couture? You know, (laughs) honestly, I would love to be in a movie. I think that would be a blast. I don't know why. I just think it would be fun. Really? You know, I think it would be a blast. I don't know if I could do it, but I think it would be fun. Oh, dude. Have you seen seen that movie, (laughs) Never Surrender? Oh, well, I've seen one of them. I don't know which one it was. It was the one where they had like George St. Pierre, BJ Penn. No, Rampage. I haven't seen that one. I've heard it's pretty uh, awesome. Oh, it's a great. I, I think it's Oscar nominee right there. I mean, it's a great movie. Yeah. It's, a, gr- it's a great ensemble cast they threw together for God, that it one. It was so bad, though. I mean, it's like George St. Pierre was voiced by John Claude Van Damme. That's how bad it was. No, they no, dubbed no, no, no. over Are George you St. Pierre. Yeah, they jumped. Bull crap. No way. Well, well, John Claude Van Damme didn't do his voice, but it sounded just like John Claude, though. I mean, but his, it, it wasn't George. It wasn't George. They dubbed his voice. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they made him sound more like John Claude Van Damme. When I was watching, I was like, Wait a minute. That's John claude Van Damme. It's like, what? what's he doing in there? I almost don't believe you. Dude, you got to watch the movie. It's, the movie itself is like a soft porn. That's all Gosh. it is. This is how it goes. The, the, the plot, or at least uh, their little idea how the movie's going to be, is uh, it's like they're fighting, guest cameo, soft porn. Fighting, guest cameo, soft porn. Fighting, guest cameo, soft porn. They're, in the end of the movie, there's this girl chained to a column. And the titties hanging out. Why? I have no freaking idea. I was like, okay, this is pretty bad. Wow. Yeah, I'll put that on my must-see list. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great movie. If you want to be in the movie, I say you should be in a straight-to-DVD movie. Yeah, I put me in a good C-level film. I'm, I'm all for it. You know, you know, no, really, you, though, really though, after fighting, I think it'd be a blast to get into, like, uh, I mean... I'm I'm working out uh, a, a, a couple speaking opportunities right now right. for a couple of youth groups. Uh, mm-hmm. I've got a cousin that works for Heritage Schools, which is kind of a delinquency. Oh, okay. You know, their parents kind of send them there to get straight and get things figured out. I would love more than anything to work in that type of an environment and and get the and, kids and, in and throw my hat in there. You know, and kind of see that if I can you know build a big enough name or fan base. I'd really like to you know work with youth and and coach or mentor. You know, do something that. Uh, I don't know, something fun like that. That's always been something I've looked to do and wanted to do. And who knows? Maybe down the road I'll be able to do that. If not, I'll I'll probably own a mortgage brokership somewhere. <laughs> I don't know if I could ever work with kids. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I could imagine just being a youth and just seeing you right there. I'll I'll probably shit my pants. I'll be honest. I'll be like, oh damn, dude. I don't know. I better I better calm down before he punches me. <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah. Hey. Whatever gets him to listen, I guess, you know. <laughs> it's like, you see this video right here? This is me kicking somebody's ass. If you guys don't pay attention, guess <laughs> what? If you guys even do drugs, I swear to God, I will punch you. I see everything. <laughs> I have people. You don't. Last night, what you were doing, I saw. It's like, yeah. oh my God, my hands are hairy, and yet he's kicking my ass. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I mean, you must be extremely excited. This Friday, a lot of great fights. Uh, who else is there? Uh, got ahead of the list, but you know, honestly, I don't even. I know Dustin Collins is on the card. Yeah. I know uh, one of my favorite guys to watch, David Castillo's on the card. Yes, David Castillo's. Um, David Castillo's awesome, pretty good fighter. Uh, from what I heard about his interview style, not really that talkative or not really. You know, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. It, sometimes it it's uh, it takes 
it takes a little bit to get comfortable talking to people and right. you know doing stuff like that. I don't know. Maybe that's something he is, or maybe he's just really that cold blooded and doesn't like people, and he's just you know put here to hurt people. Who knows? I mean, David's a tough kid. He is. He's freaking awesome. He's a monster. But yeah, it's it's going to be a good, exciting card. And, so, and of course, it's going to be this Friday at the. God, if I only had the freaking the address, uh, but it's going to be uh, on Layton. It's at Layton. It's the David Ca- Davis County Convention Center. Davis County. I was thinking the McKay Center for some odd freaking reason. That's the Throwdown one yeah, on November twentieth. So, so David Count uh, Davis Convention Center mm-hmm. uh, doors open at seven thirty p.m. That's right? Correct. Yep. Uh, it's going to be a a lot of great freaking fights. You're, and of course, you're headlining the fight. Yep. That's that's the plan. And you're going to be throwing away free shirts, giving away uh, probably your promo. Yeah, I got, I got a couple of shirts I'm giving out and stuff like that. It's going to be really fun. Uh, I got a brand new shirt, actually. I've never had a shirt, but I got a shirt now. And so we're going to gonna debut it at the event. Hopefully oh. people like it. Man, what kind of shirt is it? What, what does it look like? You know, it's it's got a fighter on the front with angel wings, and it says uh, the gentleman. It's got a little design behind it. And then on the back shoulder, it's just got this sinister little face coming out from the shirt that says Hyde right above it, like H-Y-D-E. Ah, uh, like it's Dr. a little Jack Jekyll, a little Hyde type yeah. of thing. You know, everyone's got one of those in them. I just like to let mine run loose every once in a while. In the cage. It's kind of I fun. don't know. If, if, if I ever would ever create a short for, uh, shirt for you, I'd probably have the tall top cat. Like top hat and a cane and everything. We actually had had went over a couple designs with top hats, the cane, a couple of those little bowler hats, little rounded look. Oh, different ones. Sweet. But this one ended up being actually you know pretty sweet the way it turned out. At least I hope people like it. If not, I hope they buy it anyways to help support Christmas coming up. And where, <laughs> and where can they, uh, where they where can they find the shirt at? They'll find it at the event. They'll find it at Throwdown, and then my website's almost done. And you know people will be able to get it on there as well. So. Oh, really? What's the website? Just in case. Just DerekDowney.com. DerekDowney.com. That's right, folks. If you're listening, make sure you write that down. DerekDowney.com. Make sure to catch them this Friday at Horns Elite at the Davis Convention Center, 7.30 p.m. He will be headlining. He'll be fighting. I forgot that guy's name again. Craig Kaufman. Who Craig. cares? I'm you know what? It doesn't even matter. Me. It doesn't even matter. It's like he's just going to kick the crap out of him. If you actually want to see somebody kick the crap out of anybody, then you definitely want to see Derek Downey kick the crap out of this guy because he wants to get vengeance over the loss against Nick Catone, and God damn it, he's pissed off. Man. There's nothing like getting that taste out of your mouth. <laughs> you got to and, and, and being hurt and having shoulder surgery and waiting. It's been nine months, man. Oh, that's yeah, a long time to yeah, have that horrible was, taste in your mouth. It was back in February, right? February seventh. Oh, God, the day of infamy. Yeah, I hate it. You hate that day. I hate it because I lost. I hate it because I got hurt. I hate it because I fought out in Florida and Tampa's. Have you ever been to Tampa, Florida? No, I've been there once. You, yeah, yeah, not a. It's, I guess not, it's not, not South Beach. Place. <laughs> <laughs> and oh man, but you're gonna take the hurt on him. You're gonna get back that loss, and I'm gonna hurt this guy. Not not because I want to, but just because that's what you do. It's the business. We're in the business of hurting people. So. Oh yeah, because like if you guys were just there, like giving each other a high five and whatnot, and I wouldn't be watching this. Sport. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much for being on the show, Derek. And I'll definitely catch you this Friday at the at the convention center in in Layton, right? That's right. Thanks in a lot. Layton. Hope hope to see y'all there. <laughs> Great interview, Jose. Uh, got a little tongue-tied a uh, few times, and you acted like you knew what you were talking about sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike, you weren't there. You gave me this assignment. You said, hey, Jose, I'm going to give you a shot here. Interview Derek, the gentleman Downey. And I said, you know what? It is an honor and a pleasure. I put on my tie. I put on my collar shirt. Your mustache. My mustache, my slacks. And he came in with uh, with windbreakers and a sweater, and I was like, "Hmm, this isn't very gentlemanly like." 
<laughs> I, was that supposed to be an English accent? Yeah. <laughs> it, it was. <laughs> no, that's an Irish accent. Hi. Heidi, hi. No, he was a cool guy, though. Really, you really know, down to earth. My favorite part of the whole interview was how excited you got when he was messing with you about getting his, the, his nickname correct. Are, are you serious? <laughs> Shut up! Uh, <laughs> I, I, I thought he was. I thought he was serious. I was like, "Oh, dude, this freaking rocks!" <laughs> I was right. <laughs> Detective Basio is at it again. <laughs> uh, that, that was my favorite part. And then you just because I could, I could imagine your face. You get so excited. It's like Christmas morning for you. Oh, gosh, Hanukkah. To be honest, Kwanzaa. Close enough. <laughs> MMA is like Christmas, Jose, as I was quoted saying that I, but I never said it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I asked you for your for your thoughts, and you never gave it to me, so I said something that you would normally say, and that was uh, MMA is like Christmas. Yes, brings friends and family. Yes, I usually together. do. I usually do. Do say that. Check out the article in in, uh, in this week. We've got a link up to it on MMAoverdose.com. Uh, check it out. Very uh, insightful interview. Insightful. A candid. A candid look inside MMA Overdose. Uh, Amanda Chamberlain knows what she likes, and what she likes is MMA. And who brings out the best in, in any sort of podcast of MMA in Utah? <laughs> Our tongue tied. Just because we're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited! I, I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat. Who does? I know. Who does? Who does? You're oh. the one, that was you talking, and then you stopped. <laughs> okay. You well. said who brings out the best in uh, podcasting and MMA? Oh, MMA overdose! <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, Mike. Last week, Mark and I were uh, on phase one of our contest uh, on the on the question on who was the person that lost Fedor Emelianenko. Right, that was the question. Uh, <laughs> is like who was the person who who uh, who lost? To, there's a shitload. Who was the only person that beat Fedor Emelianenko? And uh, <laughs> I can't pronounce his name. <laughs> That's right. We're qualifying one person every week, uh, and then have kind of a battle royale. Right, and you know what? You can still answer that question. I'm probably going to extend it uh, every time. If you answer the question. Uh, <laughs> Shut up, Mike. I'm trying to concentrate. <laughs> if you answer the question, we'll put your name inside a fishbowl and we'll pull it out. Here's question number two, Mike. Now, of course, there's there's five five ways or five chances of actually Nobody's having- gotten question number one right so far, so you still have a chance to win that one. Otherwise, we'll just extend it another week if nobody gets it. Well, here's question number two, though. Okay, they have to the answer number two. Here it goes. Here's question. Baby, baby gorilla's question number two. Question number two. Question and, number two. And this is a really question two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're being it's question two on MMA overdose, baby gorilla. All right, here it goes. Uh, question <laughs> numero dos. He's stalling because he doesn't know a question yet. Uh, okay, you name. Okay, you know what? You ask the question. I didn't know that. I didn't know we were going to do another question. Well, we have to do a question. It's every week. We have go to ahead and tell question. the people what they've won, Jose. If they get it, a shirt signed. Jose had signed personally uh, over there at the UFC Fan Expo, and also some gift certificates will be given away uh, for Aztec Highway if you're in the Salt Lake area. And of course, those tickets will. I mean, those gift certificates we'll talk about a little later. But the question is... Oh, you just glared at me. Dude, you're about to get your ass kicked. Okay, by who? <laughs> I don't know, by me. Okay. Come on. 
Question number two by the baby gorilla. All right. How many times has Rich Franklin fought Anderson Silva? This is an easy question. Simple. Yeah. So if you Little, know the answer yellow. to that question, you have a chance of winning Nuper. this awesome shirt signed by over 22 MMA fighters. So it's not bad for Griffin, Tyson Griffin, uh, Patrick Cote, Shane Carwin, Nate Diaz, Gilbert Yavel, uh and a slew of others. I, <laughs> I, I had a list, but... A slew of others. And, and the, the big news, Jose, and this just broke a few hours ago, an upcoming title fight in November, just weeks away, headlining the champion has pulled out of the fight. What? Wait a minute. Are we talking about Brock, right? Brock Lesnar has pulled out of his UFC 106 title defense against Shane Carwin due to an illness. Apparently, he hasn't been able to train in over a month. Man, you know what? It could be swine flu. Uh, Carwin mentioned something about swine flu, so I don't know. Mm, it could be. I don't know. If I was Carwin, I would have wanted to fight Brock Lesnar anyways, especially if he has, you know, swine flu. <laughs> that would just be a bitch. And think about it. <laughs> <laughs> think about this, all right? <laughs> think about this. Sure. Okay? Frank Mir versus Antonio Nogueira, right? Antonio has staph infection, and he got his ass kicked. So that could possibly happen to Brock Lesnar. And that would be an excuse. And I don't want that to be an excuse at all. And I don't want Brock to tarnish his great record. Uh, For a lot of you that maybe don't know Jose, he has actually made Brock Lesnar an honorary Mexican. Uh, yes, I believe that was in 2008 or seven. When did he come out? I think it was 08. It was whenever he won his first fight because you, you, you liked him, then you, he lost, you didn't like him, and then he won, so then you liked him again. Call me old-fashioned. I jumped the bandwagon. <laughs> You're the Brian of MMA. Yes. In case you don't know who Brian is, then you would have to know us personally. Yes. But now you, UFC 106 lurking. They only have three fights for the main card now all of a sudden. Forrest Griffin and Tito Ortiz, they've moved to the main event. Uh, I, they need to find another co-main event because I don't see this selling any tickets. Louis Kane. And uh, taking on Antonio Rogerio Nagara. Oh, the little twin. Nog. Yeah, Little Nog. Little Nog. And then Dustin Hazlitt and Carl Parisian. Although a fight that I'm kind of... Uh, they should put that one for free. They need to, but the only problem is they're doing one for free a week before that. <coughs> you know what? I say do it all for free. Just for that one month. Everything for free. Yeah. Gratis. We'll put it on Telemundo. Yeah. We'll call it uh, the re- the recession Fights. Ooh, I love that. I love that. That'll be awesome. Get Dustin Diamond to uh, to host alongside Joe Rogan. Do you mean the Dark Prince of Comedy? Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Screech himself. <laughs> Here's a fight on the preliminary card, though. I think they can move up. That I think uh, everybody would be interested in. Phil Baroni, uh, his return to the Octagon, mm-hmm. or as you like to call him, film a boner. Hello. Taking on Amir Sadala, somebody that uh, that you and gentlemen spoke about. Amir Sadala taking on uh, Phil Baroni. Have you ever seen these two gentlemen? The size difference. Uh, Amir skinny, Phil Baroni's you know different. Phil Baroni is huge. I, that's what I'm He looks say, like gle- he's going to look like the Gleason Tabot and Josh Neer fight. Oh God! Wasn't that an awesome fight? Lisa DeBeau just dominated him. God, I hope Amir does something. I really like Amir. He's a he's a good kid, but great, great kid. But against a guy that big, shoot, I wouldn't want to do that. Great kid, great kid, Jose. I don't know. 
I don't know. We'll, I mean, time will tell. Hopefully, we'll get a we'll get a nice. I don't know. Fight. <laughs> Hopefully, it'll be nice. You know, <laughs> you know, tough you know. ten, tough ten, bud. Uh, Ratings are holding strong. I still, I'm still having a hard time with this thing. With this thing, man. Why They've all been mean? terrible. This season is just not that good, and I'm thinking that this could be the last season of Tough. I don't. Well, actually, no. They had casting calls for our other one, so I think they'll probably go until Tough 15, and then they're just gonna call it quits. No, as soon as they come out with Celebrity Edition of The Ultimate Fighter, then they're gonna call it quits. No, they won't do that. I would love to see Celebrity. It's holding edition. strong. 2.8 million viewers for the past three weeks. And last episode was pretty decent. And they, Zach, Zach Jensen, he was fighting. Mm-hmm. The guy that they always picked on. Yeah. And, of course, uh, he got his ass kicked. So <laughs> He did. And it, the fights have just been horrible. And they're billing this next episode as the fight of the season. Uh, Kimball's coming back? I don't, oh, I don't know who's coming back. It's about freaking time. I don't know who's coming back. They made you, they've been teasing it that he's coming back, and then they just blew all those teasers on the last episode because it, but there was it, that was the episode that they got the teasers from where Kimbo was like finally I get to bang again and he said it just like that yeah the enemy is the enemy and I get to bang again I love Kimbo I'm a Kimbo fan call me old fashioned Kimbo's Kimbo Kimbo I've been to Kimbodia <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> ay, ay, ay. No, I, I don't know. So that would be cool if Kimbo came back and won won this next fight. Yeah, it would. Good be. for ratings. I mean, this show needs a little pick-me-up. All this hype, and it's just pathetic. I agree. I agree. You know what I thought was pathetic? Josh Sneer's lower back tattoo. Yeah, come on. It's like, why why get a lower back tattoo? If, you're, if you have a penis. Yeah, it's like, what's the purpose of that? I mean, I I may get a lower back tattoo just because every time I bend over, my crack shows. But yeah, but you're doing it to be sexy. Yeah, of course. You know, I'm way beyond sexy. Lower back tattoo. You got to get it before your. And I still don't think it's going to happen. But before your first MMA fight. Uh, you know what? I'm probably not going. I'm not going to do that. Get a lower back tattoo. No, I'm not going to get a lower back tattoo. But I will fight. I'll tell you this. And Are you going to call anybody out? Right. Um, you know what? Get a little publicity, a little free pub. Get the, get the stop pot stirring. A pot stop stirring. Pot stop and stirring. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just I'm just gonna be honest with you, Mike. Um, I know who you can call out, dude. We're not gonna mention his name. Not in this episode. When we have when we have a, uh, I Stenamon. think you're scared of him. I'm not scared, dude. I'm not scared of anybody, man. I fought Brock Lesnar. On UFC Undisputed. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, speaking of that, uh, this is going out to my boy Stephen Sharp. Prepare for December. Prepare for some pain. I'm going to make it freaking rain. That's right. This December, a radio station has given me the opportunity to punch Stephen to win a prize, a watch, and some sort of a par- parking pass. <laughs> 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 it's a good parking pass. Yeah. For downtown Salt Lake. Sure. Yeah. And so they said, hey, baby G, guess what? We're going to give you an opportunity of a lifetime. You get to punch somebody, and they won't punch you back. Really? And you know what? And I have a lot of hostility uh, towards Razor. What? Now, now tell people what's going on. It's a competition. you got to go in and punch him. Yeah, I get to punch him, and he gets to determine exactly 
who punches harder, right? And so I called in the station. I say, yo, listen to my story. And I told them about my stressful life. Right. And they said, okay, baby G, you get the opportunity to punch Razor. And I was like, all right. Now, my God. (laughs) What the hell was that? I don't know. That was scary. (laughs) 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 Fucking asshole. (laughs) So anyway, here's your story. And so... Uh, I told my story, and so I had to find a way in order for me to get mad at Steven, so I, I figured figure out something. He's skinnier than I am, so I'm pissed off that he's skinnier than me. Sure. That's, that's my aggression right there. And he has a girlfriend. And he has a girlfriend. How come I can't get a girlfriend? How come I can't be skinny? I'm going to punch you. You know why? The what? enemy is the inner you. Dude, guess what? The enemy is coming out in his fist, and blap! It's like a shock and boom. Not on the toilet though. <laughs> so you're gonna punch him, and we're gonna ha- we're gonna try to make this little hype video for this leading up to this is the anticipation. We're gonna make it like an actual fight video, a UFC hype video. It may be quality crappy, but you know what? Freak it. It'll be funny. <laughs> yes. So, Stephen, if you have any rebuttal to the baby gorilla's threat, go ahead and give us an email. Come back in studio. All right. Um, now, is, is he going to punch you? I'm going to petition that he gets to punch you on our show. Uh, no, no. I don't think that would be a smart idea because you don't want to get me mad. Because every time I get mad, I cry. Let's do that. <laughs> let's do that. Let's go ahead. Let's talk to Steven about this. You punch him on the on this other program, and then he comes on our show and gets to punch you. Well, um, I don't think that's a good idea just because <laughs> – He's preparing for a fight, and my my arms are made out of solid steel. Mm-hmm. And so, if he were to punch that, he would crush his arms, you know, his hands. It would be after his fight. That would be well. I don't think it's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just because you know, I don't I don't want to make the razor dull. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't want to make the razor dull. All right, Stephen, I've pulled, I've I've called out the challenge. You come on our show and punch the baby gorilla. For a chance to, you know what, hook it's, it up with a couple of shirts or something. <laughs> <laughs> wow, he better hook it up with a couple of shirts. I love that. All right, we're almost running out of time here, Mike. Mike, what is your last words? Well, Shogun, the new he- a light heavyweight champion. That's it. it. We'll break down uh, next week. We'll break down uh, another episode of the the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, Hopefully, it's a good one where we gives us some material to talk about. And then we'll also be breaking down CBS's debut of Strike Force, Fedor's, and Rogers as that goes down next. Oh no, that's two weeks. We'll break. Yeah, it's two weeks. And don't forget about our question of the day. uh, In order to win that awesome shirt. How many times has Rich Franklin fought Anderson Silva? Simple question, simple answer. How many times was it? <laughs> well, you'll tell me after the show. Cause yeah, well, why are you asking me on the air? <laughs> and then who was the first, who was the one and only man to defeat Fedor? A lot of people say and it, it wasn't a loss, but a loss is a loss. Yes. So deal with it. Yeah, so, so either okay. one of those questions, email us to get entered into the drawing to win a MMA shirt signed by many guys, Forrest Griffin, Shane Carwin, Big Nog. Uh, Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz. Gilbert Ival. Josh Koscheck. Josh Koscheck. Kane Velasquez. Tupac Shakur. Tupac Shakur. 
And many others. And many, many others for Jose Basio, Mark Hurricane Haas. I am Mike Jenkins saying, slap it on the canvas. Goodbye! David Beckham.